Hi everyone, it's little old me just doing a quick intro to explain that this show was recorded before the COVID-19 pandemic. Now we delayed release of the show to cover some more relevant content, which of course related around the problems that businesses were going to face during the pandemic lockdown. So forgive us if there are elements of the show which are now slightly out of date. That's mainly relating to the news sections, of course, the rest of the show and the main topic that we're discussing is still very much relevant. So we hope you enjoy. 10 Minutes, 10 Days, 10 Actions is brought to you by Two Summit Up. Expert sales tips and advice provided in a structured, bite-sized way for only £97. Learn how to improve your processes with 10-minute podcasts provided each day for 10 days, which you can listen to from the comfort of your own home, office, or whilst out and about. For more information, visit 2summitup.co.uk forward slash 10 actions. You're listening to Go Fish, exclusively on the pod station. Welcome everyone to episode 12 of the Go Fish Marketing Podcast. Each week we try and give you some tips and tricks to make the most of your marketing budget, uh, help you generate some new work and businesses. My name is Mark Paul, my business is Funky Vibes Marketing. I have with me my co-host as ever. I'll start with you, Mr. Chris Roxburgh from My Marketing Guy. How are you doing? Hi everybody, good to be uh, good to be recording again. Uh, looking forward to this afternoon's topic. And we have to my right, although you don't know, nor do you really care, I suspect. But uh, we do, because it's Elaine from To Sum It Up. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Good to be here again. Yeah, good topic this afternoon. Um, so, um, just some quick housekeeping. Uh, you can get in contact with us with questions, um, any comments, by going to gofish at thepodstation.co.uk. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. That's go underscore fish marketing. We'd love to hear from you. Give us some quotes, uh, give us some comments, give us some feedback, like and share the page so more people can find out about us. You can also get this podcast on all the major platforms. So if you subscribe, it means that whenever the next episode uh, gets added, it should automatically download to whichever device you use to listen to your podcasts and five-star reviews. We haven't had a five-star review yet, have we, Elaine? I'm starting to feel a little self-conscious about it, guys. Oh, dear. My, I know. My, self, uh, <laughs> my self-worth is is struggling slightly. So, if At the only other hand, we haven't had a, a four, three, two, or one-star either. So I'm not... I will be offended. We just like by... reviews. <laughs> oh, yeah, any, any feedback would be good. Um, right. Uh, okay, so... Uh, how it works what we'll probably do is well we've got a question this week haven't we we have actually yeah so we've got a question uh, which uh, relates to last episode's topic which was customers and who knowing they your are. customer yeah, yeah indeed customer uh we also have uh, some news um updates on things that may or may not impact your your mm. marketing plans your strategies hopefully it might help you just uh, avoid the uh, iceberg 
and then we will get on to our topic for the week, which this week is websites yeah. and the importance of having one. So let's start with a question. How exactly we haven't had a question for ages, I have know. we, Elaine? I know we haven't. No, this one comes from Jeanette and uh, Lancashire. She's from. We don't know a company. Actually, it'd be really good if you wanted to put your company name. Um, we, you know, we get give you a free shout out. So if you want to add that at any point, that would be great. Um, but the the question was it was sort of around the topic of well I know my customer uh, or my customers because as we said you, you know you, we all have different types of services so we're going to have different customers for the different services um, so what what do we do then and um, are there are sort of any tips on how you, you put that information together and how you target them so I mean there's lots of you know high fangled things that you can do and obviously CRM systems are, are brilliant and there's some free ones out there which um, like we mentioned but you know even even if it's something that you've got a very basic Excel sheets for each type of customer. So when you, you've got, they've come in, you've recorded them on there and you know which service they're interested in. So they're segmented by the service, basically, that they're interested in. Uh, and then that allows you to target them with certain communications. Obviously, this has all got to be GDPR fulfilled, shall we say, which I know we discussed last time. Um, so, it, you know, simple as that, really. And the, and the point being is, um, you know, there are the, if you're doing a monthly newsletter, which might apply to all of them, so you can do that. Um, but if you're targeting a specific service and, and it was something they're interested in, you're obviously going to have a better open rate and all of that if you're, um, you know, sending them something that's meaningful. So that would be my thoughts on it, really. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Excel spreadsheets are a really good way of doing it. Yeah. Not least because if you've got um, email shop accounts like Mailchimp. Um, you can upload those spreadsheets and it will automatically categorize those clients into the different mailing yeah. lists, which is always handy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. And, and it's going to be different campaigns to uh, to each of those different segments, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's absolutely vital. I, I, you can't can't send <clears throat> can't be all things to all all men with one one campaign. Mm-hmm. They've they they would somebody like. Jeanette would have to segment target accordingly, but the other the other aspect of it is finding more of the people in segment A. Let's say mm. if segment A is her most profitable service, then I think I'd be concentrating on on one segment. Um, mm. I, I don't know enough about her business, I suppose, to but but capitalize on the on the profitable segment. Find more. Of the uh, of those, and you can do that by uploading your your list to somewhere like LinkedIn or Facebook, and finding more of them. Facebook do look alike, uh, have a look alike facility, and I think there are, there are ways she could uh, she could cash in's a rather crude term, isn't it? But <laughs> there are ways she could take advantage of yeah. uh, of the segmentation, build that, on it. Yes, that the two yeah. of you have uh, have recommended. Yeah. Yes. No, it's a good good shout that. Yeah, it, it, it does also help um, if people in category B and C aren't in ca- category A. It helps you quite clearly identify those people and arguably help you try and see if you can get some of those to move into category A mm. by sort of making them aware of the other services yeah. you do because the automatic assumption is I've done one job for somebody doing something. Yeah. They therefore automatically know I do all the other stuff, which quite often isn't the case at all is it no it's not and i think when if, if you with well i think we can speak from a personal experience receiving stuff if you're um receiving stuff that's not meaningful to you in any shape or form i think you know we all switch off don't we but if we're going to people with 
something that's new or different um, will definitely get their attention more, won't they? So, yeah, yeah I think it's all a good question, Jeanette. Thank yes, you. Thank you, yes, Jeanette. Thanks, Jeanette. We feel loved again. <laughs> Five um, star review as well would be great. Thank you. Yes, please. <laughs> um, news. News, news, news. Who would like to go first with the news, Chris? I know it's Who me. Who would like to go first with the news, That Elaine? would be me then today. Um, so, so my news is that the Advertising Association, otherwise known as the AA, uh, with a difference of course, is launching two climate, climate action groups as it looks to coordinate how the ad industry can use its influence and resources to combat climate change. So basically the AA is working in partnership with the ISBA and the IPA to bring together brands, agencies and other industry organisations to help tackle the climate emergency. So that's actually quite a you know, positive story, isn't it, really, that people are thinking about, about it more. I'm big on climate change, so for me this is a real, like good topic but you know that's if some of the big boys do something about these things then it you know it can't be a bad thing can it you know, no so focusing message. people's minds on how they can help yeah yeah, yeah. completely yeah. well along the same along similar lines <clears throat> i heard a a, a a very interesting uh program on the on the radio um yesterday i think iceland are, are becoming the the first uh, supermarket to to do away with plastic, and they're getting a lot of uh, a lot of uh, praise for their uh, attitude to social responsibility, uh, and it's along the same lines as as yours, Elaine. Mm-hmm. It's all to do with the same uh, the same subject, but it, it it then struck me that what a what a good what a good marketing angle that is to mm. be able to advertising and marketing angle to be able to take for a big store. Okay, they're not the biggest, but they're they're bigish. Oh yeah, um, they're big enough, aren't they? Yeah. And uh, to be able to to take the moral high ground, uh, and I do know one or two of the people at Iceland, and I know how passionate they are about it. Mm. It's, this isn't just. This isn't just a front. This is this is genuine. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, 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 this is genuinely what they want to make a difference. Mm. Um, and today, on the way over here, um, Sainsbury's, they were talking about. Uh, <laughs> they were talking about being the um, being the first. <laughs> I can't say this. <laughs> Talk, <laughs> talking about the first. Being the first retailer to do away with with the plastic round their cucumbers, <laughs> <laughs> and a, a debate then ensued about oh, about why the plastic was round the cucumber and and so on and so forth. Oh dear! Um, but but it is a that that that. And <laughs> I can't wait till Friday now. I can't. Oh my god. That, that plastic around the cucumber is when you when you are chopping a cucumber, it's a bugger, isn't it? <laughs> that, maybe, that's maybe. why I was thinking about the problems there, Chris. That's where I was going with it as well. <laughs> yes, thought I better get it back on track. Anyway, so ethical responsibility. Uh, yes, that's uh, um, it ties in with ties in with your with your. Uh, <laughs> Oh God, that is so funny. What you're experiencing here, guys, is simple things for simple minds. <laughs> so that's my contribution. Oh 
<laughs> well, Iceland, I mean, in fairness to Iceland, they are, do have a very good reputation anyway as a supermarket because mm. they've won all sorts of awards as being probably the, one of the best employers or yeah. the companies that's best to work for or yeah. those kind of things. So it doesn't surprise me that they're coming forward with this, but it's a great PR, isn't it? It is, yes. Much more yes. effective than a cucumber. Yes, although, although I suspect uh, Sainsbury's cucumber might get more publicity. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, I have I have a, a far less amusing, in fact, it's, it's bordering on frightening uh, news item. On the 26th of March of this year, so that's 2020, Adobe will be stopping its hosting of sites on the business catalyst software. Right. Now, probably, if you listen to this, 99% of you are going, uh, mm-hmm. and well, why do I care? Well, there's a couple of things. If you have an existing website, if you do not know what it was built on or built using, then it's worthwhile just double-checking it's not... Um, on the Business Catalyst platform because if it is and you don't do anything about it come the 26th of March, your entire website will vanish into thin air. Oh, uh, will it? Yeah, it will. So if you haven't got a backup of the website, there'll no, be no way of in, uh, reinstalling God. it. If you do reinstall it, there's a question over whether the coding may or may not put it as it should be on a different mm. platform. So there's a whole host of issues. Um, if you have had one and you do know it's been built on that platform, you're probably going to need yourself a new website. I suppose the question would be uh, why they built it on that in the first place, but that's that's an entirely different personal preference. Yeah. Uh, but yes, so um, just take heed. Yeah. Uh, so, is, I mean, I've not actually heard about that then. So, I mean, that's quite, you know... Serious stuff, isn't it? If you've got your website on it, it, it is. It is. Mm. I mean, I know someone who used to build sites until relatively recently using that, and so they have a huge catalogue of clients who's who are now going to have to get their websites onto a new platform. Yeah. And I guess the really sticky wicket is whether or not they have to pay for that yeah. website to be rebuilt on a new platform, or whether that's a completely new job well, and therefore. Yeah. It's already it's already built, um, so um, yeah. Oh my god! I'm um, sorry. Can we neatly stop? onto the uh, <laughs> onto the main subject of the. So yes, uh, now I've put the fear of God into everybody. Uh, let's turn on to our topic for today, yeah. which is websites and the importance of having a website and why you'd bother, etc., etc. So, would anyone like to kick me off? Has anyone anyone got any any thoughts about? Websites in general. Oh, I see. I, I, yeah, I've got quite a few thoughts on websites. Really, I think if I talk from a personal point of view, I, I it's a massive thing to me what my website looks like. So I, I'm really um, feel that it's hugely important because it represents you as a brand and people will look for you. Uh, so for me, it's yeah, it's a, it's an important thing for it to look right as well. So I'm I'm very big on that. But if I sort of talk about it more generally, there are you know I fully appreciate that it's not as important to other people, and um, of course you know sometimes budget comes in, doesn't it? Well, a lot of the time budget comes in, and some people do their own. And I suppose for me, it is absolutely not any chance of me ever being able to create my own um so for me it was never an option to do that and if I was going to pay to have it done I wanted to have it done to my vision of what I wanted it to look like so I was quite sort of particular on what I wanted it to look like so for me personally as and this is all about look and feel 
um yeah massively important whilst i do appreciate other people don't feel the same about it but that's my thoughts well we say that but it does very much tie into all the different mm. specialisms that we have doesn't it yeah. so um it's very much related to sales mm. and yeah. trying to sell people something or trying to get people interested in potentially buying what it is you're doing mm. um and it also acts as a very good conduit for either promoting social media or directing traffic from social media to where you to need the them to be, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I quite agree. I don't think the, the importance of a website can be, can, be, can be overstated, really. It's your opportunity to demonstrate your wares, isn't it? Whatever those yeah. wares might be, whether they're services, products, <laughs> oh, or, or, or cucumbers <laughs> with plastic covers, yes. Um, that's, that's a different website, people. Uh, we will put a link in on the show notes uh, so yeah. for those who have that sort of thing going on in their lives. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, no, no, it can't be overstated. It um, uh, there are even Elaine. You said earlier there'll be some people who can't afford it. I think these days there'll be very few people who can't afford the most basic. Yeah, uh, something. Yeah. Just a, just a just yeah. a page, just a just mm. a web page, because it just does add that credibility to the very small business. Yeah. Um, for the for the growth business, it, it's essential for, from a credibility point of view, and from from the point of view of, of branding awareness and, yeah. and and everything else, it does such a such a, a versatile job. But here we are, you and I waffling on about websites, and we're sitting next to a man who creates them. So. <laughs> He's paid us to say all this, obviously. <laughs> it's called building up people. I suppose just before we come to you, Mark, because obviously you're going to have you know the, the, the best view on this. Um, do you think there is any any um, anyone who doesn't need one? No, so, no, no. <laughs> very very quick. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, I, I was doing some very some very basic research and 88% of people check out a product online before buying. Yeah. Now, I, th- there was a statistic I had somewhere uh, which said about how much the UK spends uh, online shopping each week. Um, and I haven't got the figure to hand, so forgive me. I'm sure it was something in the region of a billion pounds a week or something yeah, daft gosh. like that. Yeah. You will hear on the news regularly that the high street is suffering and largely that is because of people going to shop online Mm. so there is irrefutable evidence that people's preferences are going for the easy option using their phone their tablet their desktop Mm. people want to be able to do what they used to do on foot sitting in the comfy couch in their living room yeah Um, and if you don't offer that opportunity for people or if you don't have a presence that puts you into the frame you are missing out big style these days. Yeah. And if you think you've got too much work, that's cool, good, that's mm. brilliant. Congratulations. It's yeah, a, yeah. a very unique <laughs> position to find yourself in. The question is, will that last forever? Mm. Um, if your competitor suddenly puts themselves into the frame online, um, what sort of work are they going to start taking from you? And mm. are you going to then be reacting retrospectively to try and play catch-up? Can you afford to play catch-up? I mean, it's yeah. just, it, there's an awful lot to it, really. But the long and short of it is that a website works for people 24 hours a day, seven days a week, mm. internationally. Um, so it's like having a member of staff 
who doesn't want to get paid, who mm. doesn't take any time off mm. um, and even works on Christmas Day. Yeah. Uh, and so it sort of got stands without reason that getting mm. one done is a no-brainer, particularly because the prices vary massively depending upon what you want. So yeah. it doesn't cost a huge amount to get yeah. the basic site built. The brain processes nearly 10,000 visual and oral cues per minute. As first impressions stick, make the customer see your business in the right way. Funky Vibes can ensure your vibes attract the right tribe with their marketing expertise, graphic design, bespoke websites and social media packages. For more information or a no-commitment initial consultation, simply email your tribe at funkyvibe.co.uk. So it's interesting, isn't it? Because I, th- I think, t- for me, people... It depends on what people are selling, isn't it? They look at the website, which I absolutely do. Uh, and the other thing I look at, which is obviously Chris's bag, is, you know, LinkedIn profiles. And I think that's, for me, like the two things, if you meet somebody, it's sort of a... It's just an automatic thing I would I would do. So, yeah, no, it's interesting, isn't it? So I suppose when you think of a website, then what's... Because you want your website, your brand, isn't it? Your branding is, you know, that's all got to fit in perfectly, hasn't it, when you look at it? So when you create them, do you do it that you... So people know what their branding... Where, where would you start with it? Would you start with first? I it's what, what you want to do with it. Mm. What are you hoping to achieve by it? Do you actually want to sell something through the site? Mm. Or is that your main source of business? Are you just wanting a presence? Are you wanting uh, something that just adds credibility to what you do? Is it something that's just an online brochure that people can peruse to mm. see what you do? Mm. Um, it, there's a, a, as I said, there was a there's a wide variety of things that people want to achieve, and that is the foundation of where you go from there. Mm. If somebody has a very complex need for the site and has a whole raft of tools that they want to have on there, then that naturally will then um, be reflected in the amount of work, how long it'll take and what the cost will be if you're just wanting something that just provides some basics mm. um, then it can usually, it can be turned around relatively quickly and for a yeah. reasonable price. The benefit then of, of, of a web- website is done in the right way and to suit your business is that you can continue to develop it and evolve it as your Mm. business evolves so it can Mm. either reflect new services or a change of branding it can include additional services Mm. Um, if you want to add a tool on it can do it so if you suddenly want to allow people the ability to pay online you can Mm. add that in it's these are things that it allows you to do yeah but it's always best to try and get what it what it is that you're after from the outset and for a lot of people that will that will probably be an online brochure won't it yeah um, just get <clears throat> getting out there what they do how they do it who their typical customers are some testimonials perhaps a blog um or a news page mm. a lot of people don't like calling them blogs do they these days it's it's more a news page now yeah. Oh. Well, there we are. I'm, I'm obviously back in the blogs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, me too. Uh, me too. So, yeah, so that, that opens the door then, doesn't it, for that the thing about um, asking the right questions at the outset, isn't it? And this is the risk, isn't it, that people, you know, I mean, I, it hasn't personally happened to me, but I have heard people say, oh, you know, I did all of this and um, I've spent this much money and then 
they weren't asked at the outset, you know, what was the future going to look like? So it, it couldn't then add things that they wanted to add because they hadn't been asked in the first place. Um, yeah, so that's a big thing. Ten, ten years ago, uh, when I first set up my first business, I didn't understand how the building of a website worked mm. and I was sold the dream. In fact, I'm pretty certain I've mentioned this in a in a previous mm. episode. I was sold the dream of this. You're obviously very bitter about it. <laughs> I'm bitter about everything, Chris. This, this is no exception for this is pretty relatively low on the list. Oh, have another donut. <laughs> um, it, it, I was sold the dream of a bespoke website that cost uh, an arm and a leg. Uh, the reality was that every time I wanted to make a minor tweak to it, I had to get the person who built it yes. to make those mm. changes at a cost of £50 an hour. And so not only did the website cost, cost an awful lot to build, um, it very quickly didn't reflect the business because when you started out as a business, sometimes you evolve at different rates. Mine yeah. evolved very quickly mm. and so changed rapidly from where it started. And I couldn't add anything to it without paying another small fortune yeah. as a new business. It's That's, a, a, lot, that's yeah. a hefty thing to do. And that's sort of where you end up in the place, don't you, of thinking, oh, God, I'll, I'll just live with it for a while. And it, it's that sort of, oh, yeah. It, you get about people who say, yes, don't worry about my website. It's just in the middle of being updated. <laughs> because probably for that reason, isn't it? They think I'm going to save it till I've got about five things because I'm paying that much to have it changed. I don't want it just to be one mm. thing at a time. Whereas there are now mm. quite a lot of different platforms which uh, purist web builders might turn their nose up at slightly, but mm. the likes of, uh, of, of WordPress, yes, which offer the ability to build some or create some really good-looking mm. websites. And, again, you can make them as complex or as simplistic as you need, mm. um, but more importantly, allow the client the very easy access to the back end um, and, a, and a system which is quite self-explanatory but easily taught yeah. so that the clients can make the tweaks if they yeah. want to. Yeah. Um, if there's something that needs changing or adding, it's not a huge job. Um, the power and the control is then with the client as opposed to with the website builder, yeah. Yeah. Um, which means that the prices are often reflected. Because you might not be interested, you might not have the technical know-how. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you might still give it to somebody yeah. and you might still end up having to pay for it, but at least that's your choice yeah yes, I, th I think that's uh, these days for for the small business absolutely vital to, for mm. them to to own in inverted commas their own website mm. and to be able to have the choice as you say and that choice might be to say to somebody else can you do this for me i don't have the time because as you've said um something like wordpress quite easy to teach isn't it the, the basics yeah mm. i don't mean the uh, the 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 um, design and <laughs> well, it's creativity. like again, it's like anything. If you want to, the more time you put in, the more you can learn. I think I the point so, yeah. is, yeah. It, it's accessible for everyone to learn. Yes, yes, yeah. So, what what do you think a website should have on it then? Well, it depends on what you're after. So, tradespeople are a good example of of an industry that sector that quite regularly goes, I don't really need a website, get loads of work, mm. I don't have one. I'm in yellow pages, mm. it's fine. I'm, I'm assume most of the UK population have heard of things like Rogue Traders and mm. Watchdog, where every week there's another story of how uh, little Granny McPhee yep. had mm. £10,000 taken off of her by 
a dodgy um, gardener or a, mm. a, a, a rogue builder. Mm. And yet a website can offer a great way of showing your credentials, showing your certificates, your insurance, letting them check you out. Um, if you've got any affiliated bodies, you can exhibit those. Mm. Uh, it might be that you can showcase um, portfolio work, examples of other things that you've done, and people can then feel happy that they're either the recommendation or if you've cold called, whether it be through a leaflet, through the, an advert in the newspaper, they've got a way of just getting that sense of they're not going to be the next star yeah. of Watchdog. <laughs> no, that's um, right. Yeah. That's right. No, and it, and it, um, it it's your it's your ability to prove how expert you are in the in the work that you can do. I've seen some fabulous websites of uh, of trades where you know, some of the before and after, well, before, during, and after. To be honest, mm. uh, one or two of them have done have done these um, time delayed. Yeah, what, what, what do yeah you call the time lapse. Time videos. lapse. That's the mm. one, um, and they are most effective. And give a give an insight into the into the workmanship and the ability of the the, the people that they're thinking mm. about taking on. And the yeah, irony is, because so many tradespeople don't have sites, the benefit and advantage you get over your competitor just by having one is probably quite yeah. profound because yeah. so few do have it. No, that's true. Um, but the, the the first question is, what do you want to do with it? How much control do you want to have? And yeah. that mm. will dictate what's your budget. If you've got tens of thousands of pounds, then one that's built bespoke probably is what you might need and want because you will probably then have the budget to pay for somebody to maintain it update it etc whereas if you're sort of just starting out you might just need something that will make do for a couple of years and will allow you to develop it as your business goes on yeah it's then a case of what what do what sort of functionality do you want on it contact forms are the norm every website normally has a would you like to contact us dead easy way of sending an email to your offices yeah. it, it looks it's the norm we all recognize and see them we don't realize how lazy we are that mm. we would probably use that because it means we don't have to find an email address we yeah. you, know, you, you quite literally don't have to do anything but you can still ask for say a quote no, or something it's so true and i think that you know me i was harp on about the buyer the potential buyer it's through their eyes isn't it when we do create it it should be really user-friendly shouldn't it and it should be logical i think that's i'm a big, big logical person like life's very logical for me and i think well if i was looking at something and it, it didn't i don't know where it's taking me or i don't Think, well, I don't even know what they do. You know, what well, what is we've got to think about it, haven't we? Through yeah. the eyes of somebody who doesn't actually know totally what you do and is looking for some clarity of is this person right for me? So, as a potential mm. customer, going on to the contactors page mm. sometimes can be, let's say, mildly irritating that mm. there's the there are the boxes to fill in, but there's no phone number. Yeah. And there's no address and there's no there are no options in other words. You no. have got to fill in that, that form. Yeah. Well I don't want to all the time. I would like to pick the phone up and, and actually talk to somebody. Yeah. Not often, Elaine, not often. But, <laughs> but every now and again. You're not for public consumption on a regular basis. <laughs> oh no, no, no. But there yeah. is the odd occasion and, mm. and so many so many websites on the contactors page, I think it's enough just to put the form 
And, and it isn't, it should be, if it's a contact page, it should be every method of contact, yeah. in my humble opinion. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with you. I think it's good to have a number. It, interestingly, um, I was at a, an event last week and um, we were talking about how people, you know, will sit of an evening, you know, say they're planning a wedding or something. And of course, they'll sit and watch the TV, won't they? And then they'll be scrolling through something and they'll think, oh, I'm going to inquire about that. You know, they might be looking for flowers or, you know. Uh, so, and of course, you you know, you get e- emails all at random times of the night, don't you? Because that's when people yeah. are looking. Yeah. And, we're, you know, we're talking about how as a, it is a buyer's world now, isn't it? Because what, we'll, we can just contact 10 people. And just think, well, I'll just throw it out there. Firstly, see who gets back to me yes. <laughs> is, is one of the first things, isn't it? And then, you know, who did they like the most? And, and you know, someone in the group said, yeah, I went with them because they, they got back to me really quickly. We're talking about a gardener, actually, in this case. They got back to me really quickly. They they called me, asked me what I wanted. It wasn't just this email back and forth. And they gave me confidence that, actually, I'm, I'm choosing the right person here. Yeah, yeah. So, so it really is important, isn't it? Doesn't it that the, the website is is the window to the next bit of the journey, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. It is, and that, that's something you have to think very carefully about. I mean, the rough rule of some thumb is if you have to click more than three times to do something or get to something, people get bored and yeah. disappear off. So yeah, it's, it's how, to that. how would mm. you want to? How would you want your journey to feel and yeah. be? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. If, if you if you're having to go and look too hard for something, mm. you people won't won't bother. No. No, we are fast-paced well now, aren't we? Mm. But, I mean, there's a whole raft of benefits for it. If you're a shop, um, if you have a physical shop, you know, the high street Mm. might be struggling. But if you have a website that sells things online, you're doubling the likelihood of you making a sale because you've essentially got two shops instead of one. You can actually change your business model for the online version Mm. because arguably you could sell products which you don't necessarily have to buy in a stock. If someone places an order for something, you can then arguably, if you've got a a secure... Yeah, yeah, if you've got a secure source, Mm. you can then place the order once the cash is in the bank. So your cash flow Mm. benefits are... Uh, are altered uh, there's a whole raft of benefits you can get from yeah, that booking definitely. systems if you're you're a, 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 a i don't know a hairdressers or a beauticians people yeah. can book online yeah that's a great thing isn't it we, we um a shameless plug for mowgli uh in liverpool which we love mowgli restaurant and they just do the you know the very simple booking online which a lot of people do now don't they it's, it's so easy it's, yep. it's so easy it's just a great you know great thing isn't it and you're done you're sorted uh, really efficient just something that then i thought that, that for those who you know obviously we're, we're big on the marketing and the sales but for those people who are not necessarily as big on that is what's the best way to promote your website what do you think chris if you you try to get people to your website what how would you do it well first of all it, it needs to go on the the web address needs to go on every piece of printed material mm. that you that you produce so your business cards your, your leaflets and so on and so forth is as far as driving traffic's concerned the the obvious one is uh, is through social media mm. um, a snippet about a service on facebook twitter instagram wherever and a link to to the website the difficulty these days is that the the platforms the social media platforms themselves 
don't really like being you taking people off their their platform. So they do tend to take a dim view and suppress suppress that sort of tactic if you do it right. too often. Right. Um, now, what's too often? <laughs> don't know. <laughs> Try it and see. Try it and see. Yes. Yes. If you see Mark, ask him in the streets. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, old Zuck. Yeah, old Zucker. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just got that joke. Yeah, <laughs> I thought we were talking LinkedIn. That was where slight confusion, but anyway, yeah. we're just talking platforms, Generally, right? Yes, yes yeah. as in not the shoes, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But you can sell them through a website, Elaine. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, it, it's we've touched on. You started, Mark, with uh, with saying, you know how how the retailers of of today are so adversely affected the high streets adversely affected by the absolutely huge websites that are that are amazon and ebay Mm. and so on and so forth right down to the uh right down to the the one man carpenter maybe there is a website relevant for everybody isn't there every scale of company from the from the absolutely Mm. multi-billion to the person just turning over turning over a few thousand pounds so it's not it's not irrelevant for a website isn't irrelevant for for any any sort of business in in my in my view Um, but elaine you started by saying it's not not appropriate for everyone what who do you know i I didn't i said if it wasn't who is it does everybody have to have one? Ah, know, right, okay. Is that really? A rhetorical. Yeah. People yes. can survive without one. It's just a yeah. case of what they're missing out on, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It is. I think the, the, the big thing for me is the credibility, isn't it? I think yes. there's, there's a lot yeah. of measure on that now, whether that's right or wrong. But I think it comes from us all being a little bit more sceptical, doesn't it, of things. And you think the more you can, you could believe in this person... The better, isn't it? Really, it's sort of more encouraging, I suppose. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's a great funnel. The yeah. social media example is a great one where you can direct people to where you want them to go. If you, if there's an article, if there's a a topical news story in your industry, get an article on your website mm. that covers that. There yeah. are ways and means in which you may or may not want to do it to minimise mm. the amount of work that may yeah. or may not be required. But get it on there and send people to that site to read that article because whilst they're there, they may have a mooch around at some of your other pages. If you send them to BBC News or Sky Sports, you're sending them off to somewhere where you're never going to get any work from. You've lost them. You've sent them off in the wrong direction. They've said, can you show me someone who sells your service? And you've gone... Yeah, um, it's over there. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. I can help there. Right. So yeah. it, it, it's about doing that, isn't it? It it's, is. Um, so yeah, uh, have we had experienced any pitfalls with having websites ourselves? Is there anything that you've learned over the course of time which you would recommend people do or don't do um, to avoid falling into pitfalls as such? I think mine would be make sure that you do have control of your own website. I think that's, uh, we've already covered it, but uh, it, it's worth repeating. Make sure that you do have control so that you don't uh, you don't run the risk of these extra costs that are that are possible that, that you mentioned, Mark, and that you can, you can do it at a time 
when you want to do it. If um, if you're if you're sitting there as Elaine was describing earlier, with the laptop on your knee, half watching a television program, and you think I should really have put that blog on my website. Mm. Um, you've got the, if you've got the ability to do it, you can do it there and then. You don't have to make a phone call the following morning. Mm. And then wait a week before the invoice it, to uh, drop. <laughs> be, be, before it goes up, and then two weeks before the invoice arrives. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, be be in control would be would be my uh, my message to anyone considering a website at the moment. Mm. Elaine. Yeah, I think for me, it's I, I agree with what Chris is saying. I I couldn't cope with that really. I've got to be honest because I'm a oh I'm doing a blog, um, and. Um, yeah, I like I like that that I can do it, you know, like regularly. Um, but I think a website will work, won't it? If you have the the circle and the loop of making it work for you, so you want you want to get people to your website now. Whether that's you putting something in a blog that's taking people to your website, or your your blogs are on your website, or you know whichever way you do it, it, it you proactively need to be get to taking people to your website, don't you? Because it actually. If you don't, it's just sitting there, isn't it? It's on, you know, it's like a, a shop on the high street with no lights on and the door's not open. So you, you do have to do some work to make it visible. So that would be, what would be my thing. And I think depending on your business, obviously I can only speak for myself, but for me, yeah, I I know that the the blogging bit sort of for me gets people to look, um, which is is what works for me. But of course, that's for my type of business. Yeah. With 22 million UK users, LinkedIn offers a fabulous opportunity to find your ideal clients and to stay ahead of your competition. But what do these future clients currently find when they visit your profile? First impressions count. So, are you proud of your fantastic profile because it is client ready and written with them in mind? Or do you look at it and wonder how you could do better because you are not generating leads? My Marketing Guy works with those who want to take advantage of the amazing potential offered by LinkedIn. So, for more details, please email guy at mymarketingguy.co.uk to arrange an initial consultation. Remember, your next client is on LinkedIn. I would always say keep it up to date, use it. How you do that is a decision for you to make based upon your business's position. So... If you are someone like you two are where you're quite happy writing articles, mm-hmm. being able to keep your, your blog slash news feed, uh, <laughs> whichever generation you're from, guys, um, it, it, keeping that up to date is, is, isn't is a big deal for you because you enjoy doing it mm. and you, you have the habit of being able to do it. Some people aren't that way inclined. Some people don't have that interest. Some people don't even have a news feed on their website because no. it's not worth mm. it. No, but right. it's worth finding another another way of keeping your website looking fresh if you think of it in literal terms it's it's a bit like having a a shop that's got christmas decorations in the window but it's easter Mm. you've got to take the christmas decorations down or it's got to at least look like you're preparing for easter so it might Mm. be that you have your social media news feed on there so if you're posting on social media Every time your website's updating with the feed, keeps so it, moving, it, keep, yeah. it keeps it current, it keeps it yeah. moving, it keeps it changing. It doesn't look like a ghost town. It, there's something happening yeah. on it. We 
Mark, am I right in saying that the search engines look for that sort of thing? They do. I mean, that's one of the key things to look at is how often the website is mm. is is evolving and being updated. Um, we created one for a football club. Shout out to Cheshire Lions Football Club. <laughs> Go Chesh. Um, and we created it deliberately so that uh, it would auto-update using different platforms mm. so that a grassroots football club could have an effective website that would be completely up to date with all the information that people will want to see, but without requiring mm. a volunteer to have to do it. Because in a grassroots club, there might A, not be somebody who knows how to do it. Yeah. B, there might mm. not be a volunteer who has the time to do it mm. and see the volunteers, so they might not want to do it. So we created a site that tied in with their social media platforms, so all the updates they do on matches and previews and stuff goes on the home page. The highlights go on there on the league table information that's mm. tied in with the the FA's whole game system, the yep. full time website. So when the league updates the league tables and the fixtures right. and the results, it automatically updates on that page as well. Right. So that club now has a completely up to date, constantly evolving website without anybody having to do mm. anything. They've got a news section which they can update and mm -hmm. they, they don't do it all the time in fact they probably don't do it as regularly as they'd like to but that goes back to the time mm. and ability if there are other grassroots club chairman listening or um, officials uh is is there an expense to that is it is it costly to to have that no, I mean, we're putting together a grassroots package scheme that works with grassroots clubs to try and make mm. it an affordable thing. There is a cost attached to it because yeah. there has to be for the yeah. work that's involved. But the idea is to try and make it affordable. To give you an idea, the uh, Cheshire Lions Social Club, which is part of the football club, but sort of separate, they probably get, in fact, I, the, the one dropped in about half past 11 last <laughs> night about booking yeah. it for a christening. Now, uh -huh. they, get, they get inquiries about booking out the social club mm. at least one a month, if yeah. not more. Mm. Um, and that's work that people wouldn't necessarily no. have inquired no. about. So the social yeah. club, which is actually a separate entity to the football club, benefits with work income streams right. just by virtue of that website being there. There's no advertisements mm. on that website about the social club. There's no invitations no. for people to book using it. Mm. So there's nothing there to say do it but what they've done is they've typed in Cheshire Lion Social Club that football club website's popped up there's a contact page people have used that we've yeah. got the inquiry we've passed it on to the social club they can now hopefully yeah. turn yep. that into a mm. into a piece of business which is a perfect example of, yeah, of all the benefits you can gain from yes. it really yes, it is. and is it is it um this live feed that goes into the website is it generally Twitter is it it can be anything Mine. so uh, the Cheshire Lions one it's got um Instagram because right. because of the way they do it, there's lots of graphics. Done my funky vibes marketing, uh, <laughs> but there's lots of graphics and lots of images because it's sport. So that that is a great visual yeah, one. Visuals, yeah. There's also match match day highlights. So there's the YouTube 
um, mm. channel on there as well. So there's actually two tabs and you can choose which one. Uh, right. On other pages, we do have the Twitter feed running down the side. So it's whichever platform you use there's the most. Really. Yeah. There is a lot going on. It doesn't feel that way, though. If you, nope. if you go, it's www.cheshirelinesfc.co.uk. We'll have to have a look. Have yeah. a look. I'll spend it, tonight on it. <laughs> you'll be converted. Um, but it, 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 mm. it doesn't feel that way, but it keeps everything up to date. Yeah. And, businesses often overlook that fact and mm. someone might not they go yeah i've got a website but i haven't done anything with it for years and you go on and you sort of dusting the cobwebs off it as it yeah. loads up on yeah. the screen yeah. Yeah. um not and good. so that's quite important yeah. just make sure you use it no no that's good it is good and mm. i suppose the other thing i would say is make sure it's properly protected oh yeah um because uh, so if it is on something like WordPress and there's plugins, you need to make sure they're properly updated. Mm. Uh, you need to make sure that your passwords aren't password one, two, three. Uh, you, need, you need to make sure that you know where it's hosted, yeah. uh, who's looking after it, yeah. because um, hacking and cybercrime is huge and the damage people can do both with you. People can um, hijack your domains so they can mm. put, websites up there replacing your website or redirect traffic uh-huh. uh, they can hold it to ransom mm, um, they God. can just put bugs on there and, mm. and there's just a whole raft of things people are yeah. willing to do and it's if your security is not up to scratch yeah you can create problems for you and I your think. clients i've got a question on that so i didn't know this but I'd, uh, obviously i, I checked it out but you know when when you put, put someone's web address in on the on the browser and then it comes up like not not secure isn't it before it yeah. and it's to do with the sl certificate is it something yeah so not everybody realizes that and i didn't realize until it happened and obviously i sorted it but so the the, the ssl i mean i'm not an expert on this part of it but the, the ssl certificate was a bit of an accreditation to show that it was a secure site right. um for for example for doing payment gateways or uh. you know doing payments on and things i think for most website people I speak to, the relevance and importance of having it isn't mm. quite as great. As it once upon a time it was like, do not use these sites if you haven't got uh, one of yeah, these little yeah. padlock things. Right. Um, I think possibly having one, depending on the nature of your business and what you yeah. do, it's worthwhile having. Yeah. It does cost money. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what it is now. It's like fifty quid for a year or yeah, something, something like, like that. that yeah. Um, yeah. It's nominal, isn't it? Yeah. It's 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 worth having it mm. if you think that it's going to damage your business's reputation. Yeah. But by the same token, it's not essential. No, um, I suppose it's just the. As again, as you're looking as if you're a potential buyer and you and it came up with oh not secure, you know, it would it would probably stop you going further or potentially it might mightn't it? You know, think, oh, what does it mean it's not secure? Um so there is that aspect to it as well, isn't there? Having payment gateways does mm. sometimes lend itself to wanting to have that kind of thing. Yeah. But again, if you go in, if you're being taken through to a PayPal or a stripe or a mm. a, a square um, sort of system in yeah. order to make the payment you quite often recognize it you, you certainly things like paypal it'll often ask for like your password to be put in or yeah you know there'll be something that that gives you the assurances that you're the security yeah. so the need for it isn't quite as great right. but okay. if you can afford to just pay it yeah sometimes it's better yeah. to have it yeah. and not have to worry about that being no. the case no um, okay. i've just checked i have got it <laughs> 
<laughs> oh dear. Funny, isn't it? So everybody's welcome on my site. It's secure. <laughs> yes. It's well, it's interesting. Yeah. It, it, it does depend on what you're trying to do with your mm. website, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. But security is a massive thing. Data handling is quite mm. important. So the GDPR statement. Well, it, there's all kind of things. So there's yeah. the, there's your GDPR pop ups about yeah. making sure that your your site is is making people aware of what data you're collecting, how you're collecting it, what your policy is. The policy needs mm. to be easily accessible so people can look at it when they're agreeing to it you need to understand what data you are capturing because from a data protection perspective you need to have policies in place within your business to to do something about it as well so uh, we've got a solicitor client who has a system where people subscribe to it but that data is encrypted and it's not stored so there is no GDPR issue because if they're taking payment details or names or addresses, that's some really highly sensitive information. Yeah. And it, were that to be kept, mm. um, they'd need some serious security to make sure that that can't be accessible. Mm. Whereas they've set up a system whereby it's not kept, so they don't have that worry. No. And when it's transferred from A to B, it's encrypted just to give it that extra security. Mm. So whilst two systems are speaking to one another, there's a way of getting that information across without it being intercepted. Yeah. Although, yeah. that being said, nothing's foolproof. You yeah. got you hear stories of people hacking into NASA and well, yeah. the CIA. <laughs> yeah, but, well, I hope if we got, really. <laughs> so if, 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 if people are that way inclined, yeah. they can do it and yeah. they will do it. It's just a case of making sure that when the authorities come knocking on your door, mm. you can at least show you did everything possible. Yes. Mm. So do we have any tools that we would recommend people use for their websites, either to make sure they're doing what they're doing or to, to make them more productive, Elaine? Well, I've uh, recently been introduced to Hotjar. Um, and what that does, it, it shows you on your website. It's sort of like a, you know, this, it lights up the areas where people have looked and gives you the sort of percentage of of how many people are looking at each area. So it really helps you to see, well, what, what are people drawn to on your site and what are they not looking at? And is stuff lower down? Is it that relevant or should it be further up? You know, so it gives you a real sort of view of um, the, the places that people are most interested in. So that's really useful. How does it do that? Oh, I don't know. Fancy asking me a technical question like that, Chris. It's a great sales, <laughs> but he's, he's stirring that pot, isn't he? <laughs> It's a great way of doing your sales funnel, though, isn't it? Making sure that you want people to go and to click on the things you want them to go to and click on. Well, it is. I mean, all relevant, obviously, because I've just launched my new program. So, you know, What's I'm going to be... What's it called, Elaine? It's called 10 Minutes, 10 Days, 10 Actions. Great plug. So I'm going to be seriously looking at what uh, people are looking at. So it's going to be a quite a hot topic, hot jar for me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Mr. Oxbrough, have you got one? Uh, yes, um, obviously Google Analytics. Who'd, uh, who's who's without Google Analytics these Who days? Um, and I suppose from a from a social media and selfish point of view, uh, I like using Facebook Pixels, and I do recommend to other people that they use a Facebook Pixel, which is a piece of code that uh, that you install on your on your website, and if you get visitors to your website who are also on Facebook, when they next go on Facebook, if you're advertising, they might well see your advertise, adver, advertisement. Mm. Puts the teeth back in. 
Um, <laughs> so it, it, it's a very powerful, uh, very powerful tool, Facebook Pixels. The analytics, Google Analytics, are absolutely fabulous for uh, uh, for knowing who's been where, what time, when, where from, and uh, you know, Google Analytics. Analytics is probably a subject all by itself, isn't it? Mm. Oh, definitely, a, a mm. fantastic tool. It can be, it can be quite overfacing um, mm. because there's so much information. So it's very you much a to... case of spending a little bit of time just focusing in on what it is you want. Yeah, to yes. know. what's important to you. Yeah, yeah. exactly, uh, uh, absolutely. There's the uh, a couple is um, SEO. So search engine optimization, mm. which again is another topic in its own right. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a couple of very simple things you can do to make sure you appear more regularly and higher up that Google um, ladder. Um, it's not the be all and end all because people will spend copious amounts of money because they have the budget to get up and bully the way to the top. But there's actually some really easy, simple ways of doing it, mm. which. Um, cost you nothing so mm. if you've got a wordpress site um there's a plugin called yoast mm. seo which uh, it sort of looks at your pages and analyzes how seo friendly it is it identifies yeah. keywords mm. that you might want to use to make sure that it gets picked up a bit more the other thing people often overlook is the google business page mm. so it's free to have a Google business page. All you need to do is register using Google. Yeah. Um, what they will do is they'll send you a code to the address that you've put in um, as the postal address, and it'll have a little code in that you then need to log back in and enter that code, and that will activate your business page. That's also known as Google Local, wasn't it? I yeah. Think. Yeah. yeah. And, and what that means is if someone is in, say, the city of Leeds, and they type in, I need an electrician in the city of Leeds, it will use, you know, how quite often on your phone as well, it'll say, are you all right if we use your geolocation? Yes. It will look at where you are and where you're doing the search from. Mm. It will automatically, at the very top of the Google search page, you'll see a little map with a list yes. of local yes. businesses. Yeah. If you've got a Google business page, it will put you in that very top of the it costs mm. you nothing you're at the top of google yeah. and the people who you probably want to attract who are in your local area um will see you at the top mm. on the map and mm. it will then have a link to your website so mm. it's kind of a no-brainer really but yeah. people often don't do it they mm. don't more and more are though and it's becoming more and more competitive to get into that that little map and the the listings that are with that are more prominent uh within the map area is are there about seven now seven listings there used to be just three didn't yeah they? but they've uh, they've enlarged mm. it so uh, yeah m more and more competitive but n nonetheless very well worth doing well it's it's competitive based on what people are typing into the search fields which then comes back to you mm. making sure you've got the right words yes. and the right services listed mm. because people might type something in as a search term to bring up your website which your competitor doesn't have on theirs, which therefore means they might not get flagged up either as high up or mm. on the list at all. So it's a good way of getting yeah, one up and ship right. for nothing. It's free. Mm, learning yeah. all sorts today. Bye, Jingo. Have we got anything else about websites we want to throw into other mix at all? Well, I, I just would welcome your thoughts, um, both of you, on pop-ups then, things like that. Mm. What type of pop-ups? Well, so I, I suppose my, where my head would go is for a blog. So somebody signing up for a blog, as mm. I do a blog, 
you know what would what's the best route to get them to sign up to to get them into their email box chris is scowling to. i know no I'm not, I'm not i'm not i do have mixed feelings well about i can puppets. tell by the look on your face <laughs> let's turn that frown upside down chris <laughs> no i, I they're really irritating sometimes, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Um, if you're if you're wanting to do something and you're in a hurry, and a pop up, can I help you? No, you can help me by going away. Uh, <laughs> would you like to chat? No, I know what I'm doing. Mm. Um, all these pseudo helpful things that yeah. uh, that are not really helpful at all so what is the answer to it to that then so it's not for okay. you for your yeah, uh, for, so for your blog that, oh do it elaine <laughs> yeah just annoy <laughs> just annoy people yeah. sabotage so, so really if i had in my blog something on the on the bottom of you know do uh, would you like to receive this into your you know inbox weekly then what what would they click on to do well, that. I, don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with pop-ups. Mm. Uh, I think they can be really useful things, and quite often they can prompt somebody to do something which they probably would have done but wouldn't have otherwise found it. Yeah. I think there is a happy medium, so the number of times I've gone on perhaps news websites are probably the key culprits, and yeah. you go on there and they have adverts and all sorts flashing yes. up, and you've, you actually visually lose where the hell yeah. the article oh, yeah. was that you were yeah. in the middle of trying to read, yeah. trying yeah. to get through this this, yeah, this get, avalanche yeah. of pop-ups, and mm. in the end you just go, yeah. sod this and shut the bloody yeah. page yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the ones, and the can I help you ones, again, if there's something in the bottom corner that says quite clearly can I help yeah. you, it's there. It's I there, can see yeah. it, and if I need it, I'll use it. But don't then start slapping me across the face <laughs> with it while I'm trying to use your site. It doesn't because... need to burst into the middle of the screen. No, because that waving sort of, that sort of qualifies as being you know when you walk into a shop and you you're minding your own business, you just move. Because I hate shopping. I've mentioned this before. Just want to re-emphasize, hate shopping. Um, so when I go into a shop, I'm usually looking for something specific. I know mm. kind of what I'm after. I definitely don't want to talk to anyone because uh, it's painful. <laughs> See what I have to contend with here? My God, the pair of, the, <laughs> pair of grumps. <laughs> one hates shopping. Shopping. Oh, one hates things. Pop-ups on the website. Oh, I'm with him with the shopping. <laughs> yes, Chris. <laughs> So when you go in and somebody comes over and they go, can I help you? And you go, no, I'm all right, thanks. I'm just having a look. Mm. They're fine, provided they then bugger off. Yes. You know, they go away, they give me some space. It's then when they start to loiter and it's hover around you. It's yeah. the, they lurk around and then they keep on going, would you like to try that on? It's like, no, go away, will you? And and if people do that, if after the first, can I help you? And I say no. If they loiter or hang around or ask me again before yeah. I've engaged with them, I just walk out of the shop. And I think pop-ups are a bit the same. That's a human pop-up in your case. That's a human pop-up, which I dislike intensely. Well, God, that was a bit of a, a big question, wasn't it? But, si- but signing up to mailing lists and the like, yeah. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And yeah. quite often the settings can be done so that if there's somebody who's been on your site before and has answered that question before, it won't pop up again for them. Yeah. Um, All right. Or it won't pop up for a certain length of time. Mm. Um, if it's if it's the first time you've been on it, it'll ask the question. Yeah. So if I go on a website on my phone and on my computer, it might pop up on both because I'm using different browsers yes. and right. different devices. Yeah. But if I then went back on it using those two devices, mm. it wouldn't pop up again. Oh, I get at you. which point I've answered the question. 
you've asked me, mm. can you help? I've said no. You go back away and let me mooch around mm. to make yeah. that's content. Yeah. Um, so I'm all for them, but within. Yes, used in the right way. Exactly. Uh, a, a carrot, not a stick. Yes. <laughs> Have we got anything else? I'm frightened to ask anything else. <laughs> <laughs> What can we upset? Well, we... What do we need to get off our chest next, Chris? Come on. I don't know. No, I, I, I don't have any <coughs> any further uh, further questions about about websites. Other than, I wouldn't be without one. I think uh, the, the ownership thing is important, uh, but um, but they do give you the opportunity to to demonstrate your your expertise and for for other people to to read about you to find out more about you feel closer to you really yeah. um, I think that's important with a with a, a customer mm. uh, uh, customer relationship yeah no that's a good point really isn't it because I think whether you do it on your about you bit or something like that I think it's depending on your, your company totally because it's whether you know where i know you and i chris particularly ours is we're a person isn't it? it's personally us if you like yes, um yes. and um you know that that sort of bit a bit of you but not to the point of that oh my god i'm in the third paragraph and they're still talking about themselves yes, you yeah. know you, there is it is a sales piece really isn't it that bit in in a in a nice way in as much as it's a an introduction to you and it should take people on a bit of a journey when I mean sales it's not you're not trying to sell them anything in that bit what you're trying to do is take people on the, a journey of who you are and how you can help them cool I think we've done everything we've, we've well, well and truly websited it haven't we we have yeah um, if you want as I said before if you want to make sure you get all our episodes then uh, make sure you subscribe you're thinking where can I get the uh, the podcast well if you go to the podstation website thepodstation.co.uk there's a gofish page it has a link to all the platforms where you can find the shows mm-hmm. it'll take you directly there um, so it's a nice easy way um, questions have you got any questions on websites have we not covered anything is there anything that you you'd like a bit more elaboration elaboration upon mm. um so that's goldfish at thepodstation.co.uk if you get any thoughts on cucumbers uh it's gratefully appreciated uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, social media yeah get in touch comment mm. five star reviews etc etc uh, fantastic uh, without further ado thank you very much for listening um, thank you very much for your assistance guys pleasure get social at go underscore fish marketing on Instagram Facebook and Twitter